Welcome to Ian Hates Conversations. My name is Ian, and on this episode, I have the man himself, Trevor of Unearth. How cool is that? Unearth are currently out on tour, and their seventh full-length album, Extinctions, comes out this Friday, November 23rd, on Century Media. It's another awesome Unearth album, as all of them are. I got to do a little phoner with Trevor while he was traveling to his next show, so let's get to it. Here's Incinerate off Extinctions. Enjoy. Strangers! 
Alright everyone and welcome back to Ian Hates Conversations. I am here on the phone with Trevor of Unearth. He's currently traveling to his next destination on tour and the brand new album Extinctions comes out on November 23rd. We're going to jump right into it. Trevor, man, how are you doing today? Doing alright, man. It's a long, long drive from Oklahoma to uh, St. Louis and uh, getting, getting kind of close but looking forward to the gig, man. Uh, Brian Fair is coming out, so it be good to see him again. Oh, very cool. Yeah. How long is that travel part from Oklahoma to St. Louis? It's about eight hours with the uh, the van and trailer. So it's, it's you know, you have to allow for the time. Some, some bands do it overnight. Uh, we just chose to stay in town last night and wake up early this morning and go for it. But, you know, as, as, as travel goes, there's traffic, you know, accidents and everything. So right. things happen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the first question, obviously, is, how are people reacting to the brand new singles that you've been doing for Extinctions? We're we're excited about how people react to these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we liked our last record a lot, and oh, yeah. it didn't translate live as much as we had hoped. Uh, and as soon as we put out Incinerate this summer on a Wolf tour, mm-hmm. uh, people started flipping to it. And right. so it, that song did really really uh, well for us, placed in a lot of uh, you know, you know charts uh, on you know, streaming services on on. Uh, Series XM and everything, so it did really well. And we put out Survivalist that did well, and uh, so we started leading with those two songs in this tour. So we opened with the two new ones, right? And then uh, about half through the set, we play uh, our new single, one with the sun, and another song, Dust. And uh, we actually played a fifth one, King of the Arctic. So we was kind of giving the whole record basically a, a taste, uh, taste test live, and yeah. it's going over really well. Very cool. And I actually got to see that firsthand because I was at the show that you did in Sonia in Cambridge. That was a killer gig, man. It's, it's always good playing uh, locally, especially in the Boston area. And uh, yeah, it was a sold-out show, and it was, it was my first time in, in, in that building since they uh, changed it from TT to Bears. And exactly. Was, that's, a, that's, that's a sick venue. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to ask as well. Since I do the show out of Boston, I wanted to check with you. You know, obviously, you're from around the area. Is there any venue that you enjoy playing a lot when you come back since obviously Sonia, you know, was just kind of came into fruition after TT the Bears. Yeah, Sonia's is uh is, is kind of that, that was the first time there. You know, um we always play in Worcester. That's that's been our place for a long time. Yeah. Um we played we, we started out playing locally in the North Shore a lot, you know, Salem Elks, uh New World and, and Lynn Mass. But those are venues that are just gone. Uh right. that's those are the venues we kind of came up with. And then it was always Bill's Bar, uh, as he is, oh, yeah. Bill's Bar, and Club Karma, uh, Axis and stuff. And uh, we haven't been to those places in a long time. You know, so it seems like the last few times we've been in the Boston area, it's been it's been in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did play Brighton Music Hall, which that, that's a cool spot as well. But Boston's full of cool venues. Um, and I, I, it, it does appear that they're getting more and more hit out. Uh, Worcester was getting all the, all the uh, metal kicks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, being around for as long as you have, you know, 20 years now, is there a reason why a lot of bands go to the Palladium? For myself, I was just there last night 
to see a lot of my favorite bands. Is there a reason behind the scenes of why you think that happens? Uh, as far as, as as I'm concerned, and uh, what you know, we've talked to, to people about, mm-hmm. is that the majority of the venues in Boston are are you know 18 or 19 plus uh, uh, in, in in age group in, in age group just for just because of the the city's um, drinking laws. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Worcester, you'll have the bar at the back, uh, but it's an all, all ages room. Right. So people, okay. just, you know, the, the the younger kids just go to the front. Uh, and the drinkers go in the back, so it's it's a it's a little different uh, with their laws. And that that's the main reason. You know, with with aggressive music, you want to have as many people <laughs> to, you know <laughs> out there to go. It, it is it is a smaller scene um, right. than, than than pop music. So to play in front of as many people was always is always the uh, the, uh, the the best venue to play. But the venues in Boston, they're, they're the proper sized ones now. And you know, the shows might 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 be eighteen or nineteen plus, but. Uh, they're the nice rooms and uh, the the proper size, so it's that that shows a party definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, well let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about extinctions. Obviously, that's coming out very soon, Black Friday. And now, as I mentioned, you know you've been around for twenty years. This is your seventh studio album, so it's the cliche question. I'm sure you get it a lot, but personally, after doing this for so long, what drives you to continue? Um, I mean. Mainly, we just love what we do, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we, we continue to, to, to try to further our craft. You know, we try we, we try to get better and better at what we do. Yeah, uh, we all enjoy traveling. We all enjoy playing our, our our music for people for people that enjoy it. Um, so I think those those are the main the main factors. You know what I mean? So it's uh, you know it's it's it's, it's become our lives. You know, we've been doing this for so long, and it's it's, it's what we push for, and it's, it's become our career. Makes total sense. Now, does this actual release of Extinctions does it have any special meaning to you? I mean, in a, in a bunch of different ways it does. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really I'm really connected to this record, um, as as I am with every record that we just that we just record. Right. Uh, but we, we've we've had this one in hand now, uh, mixed since May, and oh, so okay. it's 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 had a long shelf life uh, yeah. with me so far, and I I listen to it all the time still. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this record. I think that we all kind of came to the plate. Um, everyone is is on on point with with uh, their their playing and with their abilities. Um, and I think just the songwriting in general on this record um, is is a step above um, anything that we've we've ever achieved. Um, time will tell if the songs have the have the shelf life with with everyone. Sure. Um, but I, you know, we we all know it's a strong record. We're we're, we're just really happy with uh, everything this record is has uh, done for us already, and what we hope it's going to do for us uh, moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think I said it already, but I really love this album. I've been able to listen to it for the past two weeks or so, and I've had it oh, on repeat. Man. Yeah, it's it's really great. So not only getting to see it live, but also being able to really dive in there and listen to the lyrics, You know what the album is about, was really, really great. So congratulations on that for sure. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Absolutely. You had mentioned that with Watchers of Rule, there was a difference in the translation between you know the actual album and playing it live and obviously that album was a heavy hitter all the way through so what did you do differently in the writing process how did you take kind of those notes of this didn't work as well live as we wanted to and then kind of shape the way extinctions came out uh basically we uh we just wanted to add more dynamic uh that record uh watch the rule is it's a great, it's a, you know, I think it's a great record. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. It's, re- the, I guess, the only, the only, you know, it wasn't really bad reviews, but the only, only 
negatives in reviews that that I read mm-hmm. was that it was it was too abrasive from front to back. There was no time to give your your ears any kind of time to chill. <laughs> and gotcha. if you listen if you listen if you listen to it with that kind of mindset, and I sit back I'm like you know what it is it is just kind of fast and heavy and dark and ultra aggressive the whole way through. There's no kind of peaks and valleys, and most of our records have those. And so on, the, on this record, we on, on this record on extinctions, we wanted to really kind of exaggerate those peaks and valleys to show everything this band can do. I mean, this right. Parsons record, the, the heaviest things we've ever done, and then we we, we break into the you know melodic guitars and some Absolutely. more of that you know alarm alarm clock riffs here and there that, that we're missing. The last record, and just trying to mix up the sounds and kind of blend it all together. Okay. Um, so th- that that was really what the mindset was on, on this record, just to make it more you know. You know, more peaks and valleys, more more dynamic. Yeah, balance it out and really showcase everyone's talent. All right, that that makes total sense. Now, what I thought was kind of interesting as well about what you said was you actually read reviews for albums all the time. Oh, yeah, really? I, 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 I like to see what, what what people are thinking, what different uh, outlets are thinking, um, what what the fans are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, man, that's it, I think that that drives us. You know, I won't get obsessed over over it, but you know, we we do like to, to look at it and, and and see what people are saying. Right. After the you know twenty years plus of being around, has that dynamic kind of shifted? Where you know before it was you know certain big publications would be doing reviews online, but now you've got the word of everybody. I mean, anytime you make a post, you can get a review. How has that changed since the beginning to now for you? To be honest, I mean, we've always kind of had a connection with our fans in, in some way because, you know, we did start in, in 98. Right. So it, it wasn't the same level, but we always had those, you know, GeoCities websites and all that. You oh, know, sure. And uh, <laughs> it would have the email directed to the band. And, uh, you know, I, I was always the guy who kind of ran those those sites. So I would get direct, I would, I would get the direct, you know, input from some of the fans sometimes telling us, oh, you know, this is great, but this. This and this and this, ah. and it, I, it, it, you know, I would read those and I was like, you know, the person might might be right or not. So there was a, for instance, in our first uh, our first EP, um, I guess is a um, a compatible error, and I think the song Lefty ah, or okay. and does forget. Yeah. And the person pointed out, and I was like, you know what, they're right. So and I I take a lot of time, a lot of pride in my lyrics, and so like that's yeah. you know, I, I have to be careful moving forward. Did not have anything like that because are the the uh, lyric piece out there, you know. <laughs> and then uh, years later, uh, we put out Stings, and we, 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 at the time we played mostly hardcore shows. Right. And there was a guy who was a promoter in Western Mass, and he he brought us a message board how uh, the record's good, but it's not political enough. Oh. And so I wrote him back and like, look, there are you know songs about politics on there. There are songs about you know, you know social you know um, things on there. And uh, we talked about it, but then it's, that kind of pushed me for more to even write more about that, you know. So right. it's, uh, I've been paying attention. I've been paying attention to the the, uh, the people as well as the uh, the media for for a long time. Oh, okay, interesting. So you mentioned politics and how you're writing, and obviously in extinctions there are lots of you know heavy topics, not just musically, but also the topics themselves. So you've got damage to the planet, illness, suicide, politics. You're dealing with a lot here. How did you, first of all, decide you wanted to cover those topics? And then also, how did you let that affect the flow of the album itself? Um, it just kind of came naturally with what was going on around me. And, uh, you know, lyrics have always been my kind of way to, to vent on, on uh, 
how I'm feeling about about modern times, um, about my own personal you know experiences as well. Right. And um, and that's where it just you know that's that's a, that's a natural place of things right now, and, and the, the the way I see the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not trying to be divisive on this record. Um, I'm I'm just raising my voice and what I I think we can all do a lot better. Right. Um, and you know I'm just trying to get that message across. And this this is my this is my outlet. Um, I find it a lot better to attach these ideas and these and, and on, on this platform, you know, with, you know, be, behind song, because there's actually emotion behind it. You can hear the emotion, you can feel it, you can read it. Uh, I put a lot of effort and, uh, you know, I, I try to educate myself on anything that might be, you know, easily, you know, torn down. So I'm yeah. just trying to make it, everything as solid as possible. And I think that's a lot better than fighting over Facebook or oh, yeah. chopping up memes and all that shit. So sure. it's, uh, this is just my way to do it. And uh, if, if, if people want to listen and, and, and get a message, that's great. If they just want to jam the song, that's great as well. But um, I do hope people uh, focus on, on the things I'm saying on this record. Absolutely. On the topic of the flow of the album, then, you also obviously you talked about the singles that have been released and what you're playing live. When you released Incinerate, that's the first track of the album. Then you also released One With The Sun, which you did the music video for. That's the final track of the album. I'm not sure I've actually seen that before. Was that done on purpose? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just kind of came about a couple of ways. So we were on Warp Tour this summer. Yeah. Um, we didn't have the artwork for the record yet. We were kind of, there was a lot of back and forth on that. So the mm-hmm. record got delayed. Okay. But we didn't want you know, to be on Warp Tour on this massive tour and not, not have a single. Right. Uh, and so, you know, we, we had agreed for Incinerate to be the first single out of the gate because it did, it did sound like, you know, you know, this band at our at our roots, but you know, a modern day version of it. You know, sure. just kind of we, we drew a lot from our roots in that record, but also a lot of the stuff that we've done since. So it was kind of the clear one to show people to showcase. Mm-hmm. That came out early, but uh, the first video we wanted was one with the sun that we discussed that while we were in the studio. Um, and so as time goes by and the record finally got a release date, it just kind of worked out. And so yeah, I mean, this record has three singles and it's not even out yet. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, <laughs> usually we don't even have a single until like the record's about to come out. So this is it's kind of a different path. Maybe it'll it'll, it'll uh, you know put, put more eyes on the record and maybe it'll, it'll help it do well you know out of the gate. Um, yeah, I mean pe- pe- people are getting a, a, a pretty solid taste with this, this this record's bought already. Oh yeah, no that's great. And you know I look around to see what people have been saying, and there's never at least I don't see very many bad words about Unearth ever with a release that you guys put out. You're very, you know, consistent with great music. So we'll get back to that in a second. But I did want to mention that you had brought up the artwork, and I've always been a fan of the artwork for Unearth. And I was just wondering, see, for me, I'm a big fan of Extinctions. You know, you talked about how it took a little while. So if you could go into why that took a little while for it, and then also I just want to mention my favorite still is the March I love that imagery. So I was just wondering, how do you guys choose what you go with for an album artwork? Usually, it's kind of uh, you know theme to the record, um, whether it's you know more than one song uh, leans in a certain direction, or maybe just even the just the, the the sound of the record. It'll it'll help dictate what the cover is. Okay. Um, so, for instance, in the eyes of fire, at that time of our, our lives, that, that was just a really dark record, man. That was that was kind of our our statement. That was our you know. I was kind of branching off from the more, you know, metallic hardcore uh, scene into into more of a thrash thrash metal territory, and that that record just kind of came to be. Um, that was by no real direction of us, other than 
you know, that wasn't lyrically uh, designed. That was more just, you know, the mood of the record. Um, with this one, you know, it was, I gave the idea um, of a bunch of the songs, you know, each song's about death or a loss, and there are a couple that deal with, uh, um, the, with, with the climate change. And so the right. first cover that was, was uh, given to us was the cover that we, you know, uh, used for Incinerate for the, the that, that actual single release. Oh. So that that was the first proposed cover, and we all liked it, but we couldn't agree on it being the final one. Um, so we ended up using it for the single. And then so uh, Portland, um, the artist, he went back and to, to the drum block, and uh, and um, yeah, he just came up with uh, the, the the current version, which is you know, it's, it's it's a similar idea, but it's a bit different. And it's a, it, I think it's a little more uh, you know artistic. You know, it's it's I I I, I, I do cover a lot. Yeah. No, for sure. Like I mentioned, I'm a big fan of, you know, every cover that you guys have. So makes total sense. So as a band, when you guys are making those decisions, how did you guys make the decisions for Extinctions? Like, how did you get together for, you know, you're writing lyrics and the guys are doing music? Is that a very collaborative process? The way the way uh, we, we actually write our songs um, in modern day, um, back in the olden days when we first started, <laughs> it was us all in a, in a basement jamming the songs out. Sure. But now with our, drum, our, our drummer living on uh, the West Coast, uh, Cannonballs write riffs, and they put them in a structure that they they you know that that they like, and they send them over to Nick. Uh, Nick puts you know some drums drums over them, and then and then we all kind of you know talk about how the structure of the song should go. Um, after we all kind of agree on a certain way, mm-hmm. um, then we give it to the producer, and then he uh, he he gives his feedback. And after after everything's all said and done, that's when I put down the, the vocal uh, patterns and then uh, I write the lyrics. So that, that that comes last. When you write, are you consistently writing, like constantly writing, and then you fit it to the music, or do you wait until you actually have the music and then you start writing? Um, I I wait until I get the music because I get the actual vibe of the song. Um, but between album cycles, um, let's say I'm on tour or just I'm out and about, you know, at home. Right. Um, if I have a, a lyrical idea or a topic or maybe sometimes just a phrase, I'll just jot it down my notes in my phone and you know I'll I'll put the, the word lyrics on it, and uh, so I can you know e- easily search it you know sure. sometime down the line when it's time to actually write songs. Um, very occasionally I'll I'll have a whole song that I'll just jot down and I won't want to have music to it. Um, but that's that's not very not very common. Oh, okay. So when you you had mentioned before that you love listening to this album, obviously, I'm sure a lot will, and I do for sure. So when you were writing, though, was there are you one of those people that can continue to listen to other bands while you're doing that, or do you only listen to what you're putting together? Um, I, I would still listen to other stuff once in a while, but I was pretty consumed with our record. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when it's time for me to write lyrics and, and go to start singing, um, it's not the most pleasant time. <laughs> ah, okay. the, the the end result is uh rewarding and uh relieving and a lot of fun you know right. it's uh but i put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure the lyrics are are, are coherent and uh and, and and getting the point across what i'm trying to say and then also trying to get my my, my vocal performance um as you know as as as, as you know as strong as possible right. so at those times you know it's it's I would say it's kind of a high stress time, you know. Sure. So it's uh, this. this I, I will listen to other bands to, to, to kind of relax here and there, but for the most part, I'm I'm pretty much consumed with what we're doing. I see. It makes sense that it's kind of a stress reliever 
to be able to be finished with those tracks for sure. So you mentioned your vocal performance. Obviously, you've been doing this for a long time. Have you gotten down exactly what makes your voice work correctly? I keep on improving. I keep on trying new things. And uh, I think this record, I was able to, to do more yeah. uh, vocally. And and I'm just you know, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my, my, uh, my vocal exercises. Um, about four or five years ago, I picked up the acoustic guitar and started singing, and I realized that started to help me as well. Oh. I just just strengthened my, my my voice, my lungs, uh, my control, my range, and so it's just something that I'm I'm, I'm continuing to push for. And all the other guys in the band do the same thing with their instruments. They're all just trying try to get better. So, um, like I said, we're we've we've been lifers now, and this for a long time. Yeah. So all, to to stick around, you have to get better and better. Absolutely, and yeah, that's I mean, it's one of the reasons why you know I've been in the scene for a really long time. And I've been a huge fan of yours for such a long time. Yeah, this is very, very cool. So you mentioned wanting to improve or keep on improving as you go on. And what I noticed, and I'm not sure if I have this completely right, but on the last single that you put out for the last track, is that you doing the clean vocal part in there? Yes. Okay. And normally Ken does those, right? Yes. All right. What made you choose that track to really show that you can do that? The part called for it. Okay. You know, I, I'm not a fan of, of, of really integrating too much of the of that style. But, well, you know, bands will have their, their big choruses, you know, yeah. and um, some bands do it really well. Um, I don't think that's that's the, the direction of this band. That's not what we've been about. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll put it, you know, we'll, we'll place it here and there, kind of like... Uh, I'd say we're influenced by Caven, you know, oh, or, sure. or early Caven, where they would yeah. have their more, you know, atmospheric parts where, you know, Stephen would, would, would sing, but the rest of it was all really heavy. Right. And, you know, we kind of took our own version of that. And I, I did it on the first Endless EP. Ken took it over live. Mm-hmm. And then he, he has a handful of songs where our catalog where he does it. Right. Uh, but this, this, this part in the song, right. it was, um, was an important song for me. Uh, lyrically, uh, musically, it's, 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 it's a bit lower. Uh, so it fits more in my range, more of the baritone, uh, bass range. And, you know, it's just something I gave a shot. I was in there doing pre-pro and I had the idea to do it. And then uh, I brought it up to, to Will and he's like, let's go for it. Yeah. And uh, I did it and it, it came out it came, came out good. I like doing it. I'm doing it live every night and I, I, I feel good about it. So maybe it'd be something I can explore more in the future. Uh, if not, it might be a one-time thing. I don't know. But it uh, it's cool to kind of mix up a bit more. Absolutely. Now, I think a lot of people would say there aren't a huge amount of pure metalcore, pure heavy rock bands out there right now because a lot of bands, you know, that would be considered in that scene, they kind of change their sound as they go on. They add way more clean vocals. They add electronics, et cetera, et cetera. You don't really tend to do that. What do you think about that kind of trend in the scene, though? I mean, bands are free to do what they want, you know, to experiment. I mean, if, if, even on this record, we 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 kind of went down some different avenues that uh, this couple of songs wouldn't really, really call them, you know, metalcore. Sure. Um, just just trying new things. So I'm all about bands experimenting and doing what what makes them feel good. You know, it's you you first write write the music for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and then if it translates to the people, and that's 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 the bonus because you can actually get get out there and tour on it. Right. Um, so if people are doing that, that's cool. You know, um, we'll do do our thing. They'll do theirs. You know, so it's. I think that heavy music's in a great place right now. There's a lot of good, a lot, a lot of you know really good music out there. So right. um, I'm I'm happy with the modern times of metal. Well, now that you've gotten through 
the writing process for Extinctions and you're going out there, you're touring, you're seeing how everything is, are there any bands right now that you've been enjoying? Uh, the whole time, man. But I think the, my, my favorite of the, of, the, of the newer bands, you have Power Trip, who's just a killer band. They're mixing oh, sure. a lot of the sounds of the, of the 80s and 90s, and right. they're just killing it. Uh, knocked loose, you know. Yeah. They sound like this. They're out of, out of 1997, <laughs> you know. But they're they're doing it, with their own fresh spin on it, and right. I, I love it. You know, those bands are just killing it. You have Gate Creeper, who's a sick death metal band. Oh sure. Um, this this band's more melodic. They call Haunt, and oh. they're just amazing. Okay. Um, but they, man, out. there's so much good stuff out there, and you know, of course you have Gojira kind of leading the scene right now. And um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a good time right now. No, I I completely agree. It's one of the reasons why I have a show like this. I get to talk to people like you who are making amazing music. So I completely agree. Absolutely. All right. So we have a little bit of time left. I just wanted to make sure I covered a couple things. So I wanted to ask now that you're on tour, I'm sure you're really focused on extinctions because obviously by the time we're doing this, the album isn't even out yet. So you're going to be touring around for that as well, but you are coming up, you know, you're 20 years right now. You're coming up on in another two years being away from a 20-year anniversary of the first full-length, you know, Strings of Conscience, is there anything that you guys have planned out? Are you thinking about planning anything special for that anniversary? Um, we kind of talked about it. Maybe there might be a fest or two that we could do that would okay. make sense if, you know, to play that, that record in its entirety. Um, nothing's come to fruition yet, you know, but it's just stuff we kind of talked about internally. But there are a couple of really good, you know, hardcore festivals out there, and that was a scene that really embraced us first. Yeah. Um, you know, so it'd be cool to be to be something to be on something like that. And I'm not even sure if the if there would be, um, you know, the interest for it. Um, I know that record did a, did a lot of great things for us back yeah. then. Um, but you know, times have changed, and we, we kind of we kind of melted into a you know melt melted into to a, a different place. Sure. Um, but that that core sound has always stayed with us. It's you can you can find it on all of our records. So right, um, I like that record. I, I still throw it on once in a while. It's almost oh, twenty sure. years old. Yeah, and uh, I, I I'd love to play that that record in its entirety at some point. But we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone's got their favorite album, but so many people say the oncoming storm. So you know, you would always have a market for something like that for sure. And we did that in 2014. Right. We did a 10 year reunion tour, and that was fun. We did it across the, the country, and uh, we just kind of had to delay. I forget what the, what the actual reason was. We didn't, we didn't even plan on doing a whole tour. I think we we're just going to do a big show at the Palladium. Yeah, yeah. But then there was, a, there was a delay to put out the record for some reason again. So we're like, all right, well, we got a few months to kill. Let's, uh, let's, let's celebrate this record with more than just a show. Right. And it was fun. It was, we went out, played, played uh, about 25 dates, and all of them were killer. And uh, yeah, man, that was, that was a good time. But um, I don't think we do a whole tour on things. Okay. But uh, we could probably do you know, a show or two fast or something like that. Very cool. Well, look, I know we have a tight schedule today, and I want to make sure that you're able to make the next person that's going to be calling you. So I just wanted to make sure that I thank you, Trevor, because this has been awesome to talk to you. I'm a huge fan of what you've done your entire career, and especially Extinctions has been awesome. So I wish you guys all the best. And I hope that things go really, really well for you when Extinctions drops on the 23rd. I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely, man. Good luck. Have a good time. Appreciate it. Take care. Peace. And welcome back. That was really great. 
getting to speak with a legend like Trevor of Unearth. They're one of those great metalcore bands that just never let you down. Big thanks to Trevor for taking the time out during his travels to be on the show, and to John for helping set all of this up. Much appreciated. To support Trevor and Unearth, check out all the links in the description of the episode to follow them and pre-order the new album Extinctions. You still have time because it comes out this Friday, November 23rd. I highly, highly recommend it. If you liked what you heard on the show, you can also support me, Ian Hates, by following the other links in the description. We're going to end tonight with The One with the Sun off Extinctions. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. One with the sun! Overwhelmed the faces of the